Welcome back to the 443 Podcast, coming at you from a late rainy Thursday in North Phoenix. Reese, it's been a weird week. How you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, feels like a long week again, just like last week. Um, guys, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode in the regard of we're not going to be doing a big review of one particular game. Not just because my team lost, though, but but because we got jobs in the morning to come well, back plus, to. Plus, all the games were pretty good if you were on the winning side. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, um, Thanks for the dig, man. It's sorry. Fine. <laughs> I had to. It, well, I was hoping you'd stop it up, Liverpool, but... Nah, it's all good. Alrighty, guys, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, first game of the Tuesday slate, we have Nottingham Forest at home, losing to Arsenal 2-1. to one. Matt, what were your thoughts on the goons? So, guys, I completely missed this game because work got crazy, and I had my phone on, like, do not disturb, so I literally knew the score before I watched this game, and oh my, the first half was just rough. Yeah. It was like, what, 89% possession with, like, no shots on target. Yeah, you could tell Nottingham Forest came in with the game plan oh, that yeah. they are just trying to play for a draw. Clive Palmer called Nuno anti-football. And I don't think that's very cool uh, because we've seen Forest come out with different play styles dependent on who they're playing. But like. they just look like, I yeah. kind of agree with them, they just lined up to just stop Arsenal. What I don't like is this is back-to-back games where Palace and Forest come out with the idea of playing for a draw against you guys, and they're not trying to open up play. Arsenal would be a much better side or a much more entertaining side to watch if the other teams would play a little bit more. Well, the problem is when you open up even a little bit like when Crystal Palace did, They'll they lost 5-0, to zero, or um, yeah. some of the games in the Champions League. I remember the opening Champions League game. I remember who it was against, but yeah. they came out to play, and they lost 5-0. to zero. Yeah. I think you're referring to either the second Lons game, maybe, or PSV. One of those two games. It was the PSV home game. PSV home game. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, as for as for Nottingham Forest, um, I thought their second half second half performance is pretty much where they decided to to be a little bit lackluster. Go ahead. But I was really excited to see uh, Jesus's goal. Yeah. That was butter over poor poor both, the dog and Matt Turner. Both goals from from Arsenal were really good. Um, I feel like Forrest were trying to get a goalkeeper all window, and they just couldn't scruff up the type of player they were looking for. And again, they kind of have to roll with yeah. Matt Turner for the rest of the season. As, so, as, a, as an American, I like Matt Turner. Um, yeah. He waved at me. I love Matt Turner. Um, but I hate to say it, I think he's like a championship-level goalkeeper. Yeah, low, low Premier League table side to a, to a championship-level yeah. If you're goalkeeper. trying to have the ambition that Nottingham Forrest is, he's not the goalkeeper for, for you. Sure. Honestly, I think he would. They would. He would love it in Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do want to give a shout out uh, to Taiwo Awoni, uh, the guy that scored the late goal for Forest. He is finally back from injury. He has been a force when he has been on the field, but he's been gone for for several months now. So it's it good was to a see good him goal. Back. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he always scores against you guys too. I, I don't know why, but he. I feel like he. Yeah, he, he scored against us in that game that. Last season, that yeah. was not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he either just has the big six number or he's just a really good striker, and I think it's the latter. So uh, credit to Arsenal. Uh, they are still in that race for the top spot. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the next game here. We have Fulham at home. Sorry, <laughs> Matt Matt was jumping ahead of the gun. But we have oh. Fulham at home drawing Everton nil-nil. Matt, what were your initial thoughts on the game? The Fulham-Everton game? I unfortunately haven't been able to watch it. I just kind of... Yeah. Or even get a time to watch a um, highlights. Highlights, and you have to explain to me, man. You said Everton had one good shot. Yeah, I feel like there was only one or two opportunities for both sides that were clear cut chances. It was sort of like the Brighton Wolves game that we watched, where there was nothing that really separated the two sides. On XG, they both had an X- XG of over two goals. So, like 
on paper there should have been goals, but there just wasn't. Um, so Jordan Pickford did his job. Did his job, and also Burn Leto did his job You're as well. You're right, dang. Everton was almost at three. Yeah, so it was, I mean, the game was entertaining, but in terms of the quality of play, it was not very good. Um, and we'll get into the transfers, uh, you know, after we do our predictions a little bit later. But for Some Forrest, stuff did happen. Yeah, for Forrest and Fulham, I love the additions that they've made personally. So um, as for Everton, uh, with the breaches and everything going on, they needed more than a point uh, because we have no idea what's going to happen to them. So, um, yeah, especially since they may be on the hook for another deduction. I hope they aren't because I think yeah. one's enough. Yeah, and when we jump into that table, Matt, you're going to be very excited. That is all I'll say. As oh, I we... know I'm going to be excited. <laughs> I looked at the table before the game over. Where we're are we go- heading next, Reese? Now we're going to jump into to, uh, Luton at home defeating Brighton. Not one, not two, not three, but four nil to Brighton Seagulls. Matt, what were your thoughts on the so, game? I missed all the Tuesday games, and I watched this before Arsenal because I you had told me crazy game. It was an absolutely crazy game. <laughs> Adebayo uh, had a brace. Adebayo, I was about to say, Adebayo, it was a hat trick, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, hat trick. My bad. Which, I can't read my own notes. It's all good. And I love the patterns of play they had through Brighton, who is a very tough team to play against. But it didn't seem like Brighton could even get into the game. This was a proper Luton Town win. Not one of those like... like cauldron. Yeah, it, exactly, dude. A team at home that is just a tough team to play. This is now... How do I put this? This is not one of those wins for Luton where it's like, you know, they've played in the low block. You know, they they scruffed out a goal in 1-1-0. They got one in 20 seconds. This was a dominant win uh, for Luton. And I'm very worried for Brighton because that is not a a game that you should be be happy with uh, for Deserving. And they're going to face Crystal Palace next who are hungry. And they just had an amazing game too. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I am kind of worried about them, but I kind of want to loot in Crystal Palace to win. <laughs> so one of one. Yeah. And I, and I thought Brighton should have made a move or two in the window that would have helped their first team. Uh, they've made, I believe one or two signings for their long-term future. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they need a little bit of boost to stay in that conference. So I have a question for you. I wrote down on this one. They brought in Steele as their goalkeeper, the yep. Brighton. And so... Arteta and Deserby both said they were going to switch their goalkeepers out this season, and Deserby's the only one that's really I done was that. Say, yeah. Do you think this was the bad game for him to to be in? Because it just seemed like I've, at the third goal, I just felt bad for him. <laughs> like he did, like when yeah. um, it was Adebayo's second goal, he just it was just a blazer out of kind of out of nowhere, yeah. and he just looked like he had nothing on it. He looked like a cat getting scared by a cucumber. I'll be honest, man. I don't understand the ideology of the idea of having two goalkeepers play certain sets of games. Like, I I really don't, whether one's more ball playing than the other and one's a better, you know, shot, shot stopper. Stop. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, the quality of the goalkeeper, who the better all-around goalkeeper should be playing. And, and that's what's happened at Arsenal, but Azerbi is still yeah. working with this experiment. And I wondered if he's made it kind of an untenable in the process because it's like they brought in him back in for this game mm-hmm. and then he lets four go to Luton. I mean, I know that's a way, but yeah. you shouldn't let four goals go to Luton. And of course, it's not all on on steel because... No, two of them were just amazing shots yeah. that were... I'm not sure... And the first I'm goal sure they... Allison might have had trouble with. Yeah, and, and the first goal they are cut through like butter. So yeah. it's like... You know, he didn't they, have his eyes looking at watching his back. I can pretty much guarantee you Deserby's going to look at that and, and probably go with the other goalkeeper who I'm blanking right now for, for the weekend. But 
I'm with you, man. It, it doesn't make much sense. I feel like it should be one goalkeeper, you know, your better goalkeeper playing. So uh, credit to Luton. Brighton will be asking some questions. We'll see who they play at the weekend, which will be a very fun game, I believe. Uh, next game here, we have Crystal Palace at home defeating Sheffield United 3-2. to Another crazy fucking game. Uh, Sheffield went up, what, 2-0 to start, I, I believe? Or it was 1-0? I check that because I thought it was 1-1. One for one. Okay, so... They scored it one minute, Sheffield, and then the next goal was Eze for Crystal Palace at 17. Gotcha. Then it went back to McAtee at 20 minutes. Then Eze scored again at 27, and Olise with the winner. Yeah. With the win. So I called a 2-2 draw. I was very close. Uh, I did have McAtee on the score sheet, but I have completely forgot about Ben Brereton-Diaz for Sheffield United. This is his second goal in his second game for the club on loan from Virial. This is the benefit of investing in January if you need immediate help. If you find the right guy that fits your, for your club, the goal that he had was beautiful. He just cuts inside a, a proper winger's goal outside the box, roller bottom right corner. It was beautiful. Uh, what were your thoughts? And this on game was tense. So this is the one of the later games. This is the one yeah. I chose to pick because Arsenal was done after you and my dad blew up my phone and I finally <laughs> realized the games were on. I can, and then work slowed down. Yeah. And I came in at 70 minutes, and it was like a nail-biter. Like the day, Back and the, forth. Yeah, the announcers were playing up the tension. Roy had his feet up, and then every time they show Roy, he looked like he was biting his nails, and they show Roy again, he'd be leaning back like he was talking to a girl. Yeah, because once Palace got into the game, like once they took the lead in the, with Olise's goal, which was a beautiful goal, Olise and Eze have a great connection with each other. Uh, Olise had the assist to Eze on the first or second goal, too. Definitely a, a, a good bond between them. Now, in terms of the last five to ten minutes, it was all Sheffield. Palace were on their back heels holding on to a win against a team that is bottom of the league. I don't know how Roy, being in his 70s, did this amazing. He did, like, the Ozil with the umbrella stance. Like, he had his legs up at one point, and he was, like, had his hands in front of his face. That's like funny. I don't, I'm like... My grandfather lived to be in his 80s, and he couldn't do that. Roy must be in really good shape. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, I really love Mateta for Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Not getting on the score sheet very frequently, but just his on-ball ability and, and what he could do for a guy his size, pause, is is, is something to be a spectacle for. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the last game of the Tuesday slate. We have Austin Villa losing 3-1 to one to Newcastle. Another great game. Matt, what were your, what were your thoughts? I didn't get to game? watch this game, so I just looked at the basically the box score. Nice, uh, the own goal, but I was really disappointed that Villa let this go at home, right? This is this was their first loss at home in about twenty or twenty three games or something like that. So we have the Newcastle defeating Villa at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. five to one, and now three to one. It just Do they seems, have their number. It just has their number. Um, and I thought Villa had another great performance. Honestly, I, I like the way they played. Um, I thought Bubakar Kamara, uh, again, was someone that's been missed after the suspension he had to, to serve. But, man, uh, those two set pieces for Fabian Shaw were just poor set pieces to, to defend again. So, I don't know, man. Like like we discussed in our in our predictions uh, a couple weeks ago, like with Villa, they're the only team that if someone were to fall out of that, that top four mm-hmm. race, it would be them. And we're starting to see the cracks, as we've been talking about. And I just – because they're not playing in any other competitions except for maybe the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. And they don't have – oh, no, wait a minute. They do have Europe. They do have the Europa Conference, I thought. Villa? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You're right. So they are playing in three competitions because they, they still have to play a replay against you guys, right? Yep. That's and Chelsea in the FA Cup. 
So, I mean, Arsenal's down to two competitions. You know, City's still competing in three. Tottenham isn't out of everything outside of the FA Cup, I think, as well. So No, they lost to City, right? You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. In the last minute winner. And that might help Spurs go for it because um, they have nothing left to play for but, one a, game. but a Champions League spot. And that's pretty much the next game we'll get into. Final thoughts on uh, the Newcastle performance from what you've seen. The the XG was 3.32. I'm going to be honest with you. I knew that they were going to be coming back, but I didn't expect it to be this soon. I thought it would be a late push and they kind of yep. throw some people off. But, I mean, I don't know where Aston Villa's on the table, so I'm looking forward to hearing it. I think they probably dropped out of the top four. Yeah, so... And like like you said, we'll jump into the table. Yeah. But guys, if you appreciate football and are neutral mainly, the top ten is just fun football right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that top ten is so close together. There's a little bit of a gap between fifth and sixth, but from ten to six, and then five to one is all within within a scope of each other. So, uh, great performance for Newcastle uh, Villa. We'll have to see who they play at the weekend for a bounce back. Uh, next game here into the Wednesday slate, as Matt alluded to, we have Tottenham. Defeating Brentford three to two in a barn burner again, Matt. What were your thoughts on this so, game? So I watched this game from the start, and I had to take a phone call when Mope scored. I just come back to him doing his little dart thing. I didn't understand what was going on with him and Madison so because I had to keep it on low volume, yep. and it that's was just a, a frenetic game. So it was kind of like the opposite of Arsenal. Spurs went down one nil at the half, and then they came back, and then they were able to save themselves from looking a real spanking by that Ivan Tony goal. But it was a competitive game, yep. and Madison was back, and he didn't have any assists, but he had three key passes for all the goals. He was involved in it, and he was doing amazing I he, work. I thought he had two assists. Well, I, the stats I looked at showed him with three okay. key passes. Maybe gotcha. they was an assist to an assist is now considered a key pass. I'm not sure. Um, anyways, I, I looked at this because I thought they were assists, but they maybe they brushed off somebody's ankle or something. <laughs> I gotcha. Either way, I, I mean, I agree with you, man. This, this game was crazy. Uh, Udogi, who I had my, as my left back of the season, scores the opener uh, for Spurs to bring it back level. Um, to give some clarification to people, uh, Mope. Uh, on his goal, did the dart celebration, which is James Madison's signature oh. celebration that he does every time. They went at it for a little bit, for a second, and then it followed into social media where James Madison said something along the lines You're of... You're no score enough goals to have a signature celebration. Exactly. And then Malpe then returns and says, I have more goals than relegations or something like that. And Oh, counter on Lester. Uh, yeah, which is a little, little, little bit of a low blow if you ask me, but... Honestly, I'm here for the trash talk, so it's a proper London Derby now. I appreciate that. Uh, Credit to Spurs. Uh, Next game here, we have Manchester City at home defeating Burnley 3-1. Matt, your 1-0 prediction last week did not pan pan out for this. (laughs) I was hoping this would be their bugger game. I was hoping Vincent Company would have something. I gotcha. Because now a lot of stuff rides on next week for the title race. Mm -hmm. But, oh yeah, yeah, this was like watching a puppy get kicked. It was rough. Uh, For... Burnley's credit, they had a late goal. Uh, David Dotro Fafana in his first game for Burnley played the assist to the person who scored. Um, Amin Al-Dakil, I apologize. Uh, we saw Holland get subbed on. Scary, of course. He didn't do what De Bruyne did and mm-hmm. make an impact off rip, but he definitely played well uh, he, for the time that he was on. He looked like when I let Paco loose at the dog park. <laughs> uh, he just looked like he was crazy going, well, if Paco was around toy poodles, toy, uh, yep. toy chihuahuas, but still. Um, he had that, that Paco energy. But that Rodri goal at 46 minutes, he just scores these beautiful just-outside-the-box goals. 
I don't know and, how they go into man. It's, well, it's just like he's a sniper in like old school Halo, just picking people off with like glazing, like when you hit the side of their like the edge yeah. of their head and they they fall over dead. <laughs> Uh, Rodri is the best midfielder in world football, it feels like, at this time, and he is unplayable right now. So credit to City, you know, right in the mix for being close to that top spot. We'll have to see. Um, And then into the last game of the Wednesday slate, why don't you hit me with the alley-oop on this one, Matt? How are you feeling, Reese? We have Liverpool. Chelsea versus Liverpool. Yeah, we have Liverpool at home defeating Chelsea 4-1. Depression. Um, so I thought Chelsea. I didn't get to watch this game live, and I thought the, when you were texting me about the Nkoku goal, I thought that Chelsea were making a comeback because you were just like praising them to the like nah. high heavens. And then I look at the score, I'm like, it's three to one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liverpool absolutely dominated Chelsea. Uh, it wasn't even close in terms of the balance of play, possession. They had like 28 shots, which was the most on Chelsea since like 2003 or four or something like that. Uh, they looked great. Uh, McAllister was unplayable for Liverpool. Uh, Bradley, the right back for Liverpool, is a gem in the making. Um, he's going to be pushing Trent for a spot. I'm just joking. Uh, we also saw he Trent. Yeah, we saw Trent come off the bench and, and play well. This team is clicking, man. They, they mm-hmm. are a truly good side. If it wasn't for Petrovic making nine saves uh, against Liverpool, we probably lose seven eight one. Um, I don't think if you after you watch that game how Petrovic isn't the number one going forward versus Davidson Sanchez who's been injured uh, or Robert Sanchez sorry um, uh, it has to be Petrovic um, now in terms of Chelsea actually one more thing on Liverpool um, Curtis Jones is probably their most consistent player and and Darwin Nunez hit the post four times which is a record in and the Premier League and missed the penalty yep and hit the post on the penalty so yeah, he, that's true. a record in a game for someone to hit the post four times I feel like if I had to bet my life on something I feel like it was Darwin Nunez to break that record well and the thing with Darwin Nunez too he just yeah. seems like he can score a goal like when you're thinking of writing like I think yeah. of ideas in the shower yeah. when I'm not I'm not thinking of trying to think of an idea right he just needs to do that. I would never give him a penalty in my life. I know I said that they should rotate the penalty takers a few weeks back. Darwin Nunez should not be in the rotation. <laughs> or funny. if you do, you should have like a little kid with a balloon run behind the goal to distract him with like a shiny balloon yeah. from like a you know a dollar store. For sure. Just be like, oh, what a, there's, a, there's a rainbow in that balloon kick. Yeah. It's goal. There you go. Um, now, to be fair, one of those post shots was a deflection from Petrovic, a save onto the post. But no, I think Darwin Nunez is having a good season. I'm, very I'm, under. I'm, I think he has the most assists in the Premier League yeah. now after that. So, yeah. and I'm not dogging him, but it's just like he just is, the penalties. He just doesn't seem to be when you need him to be precise. He's not when you need him to just play. He can do a great job. I think he's the worst good player uh, that I've Thank ever you. seen. That yeah. is a great observation. He's the worst great player in the game. <laughs> I agree. Um, as for Chelsea, though, uh, lackluster. Uh, again, there's no identity to this team right now, and I feel like if you have no Nico Jackson or a true striker, like you can't play Connor Gallagher and, and, and Cole Palmer towards the top of the pitch. And um, Connor Gallagher, I'm still ready to, to, to write him off because I understand Chelsea's fans' perspective, how he's so great and how he never puts a foot wrong. The issue is, is the fact that he never puts a foot wrong. The guy, if there's not a square pass for him five feet away, he's not going to make it. He's not going to take a risky pass or a through ball in a low block. And and that's and, and it bothers me because it, it, it comes back to Caicedo and Enzo. So he plays it safe. 
Exactly. And you in football, you have to take risk. You have to make that through ball. And that's what the I've heard people say about Arsenal. We're too we're afraid to take a bad shot so we don't take shots. And you yeah. saw that in this first half. Yeah. But then when you see in the second half when they do to get the opportunity to make the perfect shot, they do it. Exactly. And um to uh, a couple things. Uh Gallagher was definitely fouled in the box in the sixth minute. I don't care what anybody says. That was a PK. It's a penalty. Uh, Van Dyke clearly yeah, hits his knee. Yeah, I agree with you. I really went back and rewatched that, there, um, especially from the angle how did that you far can, not get that. Yeah, I, I agree. And then you know, I can maybe see why they didn't give it, but then you go to the Inkunku foul, where the Jota PK that was drawn was the exact same thing that happened in Inkunku, yet they didn't even bother to review it at, at a full length. So I'm just again, I don't understand the rules of VAR because the same thing happened to Jota and they give it. But when it happens to Nkunku on Chelsea, it's not given for the exact same thing. I just thing. think that there's teams that are loved by VAR, and Chelsea is not one of them. Which I'm cool with. But uh, I got to give a shout-out to my dog, Nkunku, man. Like, the guy has been out with injury for another several weeks, comes on for 20 minutes, and scores. Like, you Guys, goofy. he sent me a four texts in a row describing Nkunku. Um, Nkunku. Nkunku. Thank you. Sorry. Um, and how great the shot was, and I made it look so easy. And that leads me to believe that they made a comeback. No, no. It's just the mere <laughs> fact of how good Christopher Nkunku is. Like, man, I, I can't wait. We haven't seen a Chelsea strong lineup because every time, for example, Nico Jackson goes to AFCON as Christopher Nkunku gets healthy, mm-hmm. Reese James gets injured as. I don't know, Gusto start to play well. Ben Chilwell think, comes back. I think Reese James gets injured every time I order pizza. Well, stop doing <laughs> Which is that. like once a month. Stop doing that then. But Ben Chilwell comes back. I'm and then, sorry, pizza's delicious, sir. <laughs> ben Chilwell comes back and Gusto gets injured. So we just haven't seen a consistent lineup from Chelsea and everyone is continuous, continuing to blame Poch for it. This is the same reason that got Potter sacked last season because there was 12 players on our injured list. And he couldn't feel the team that was normal every single week because it always changed. Yeah, and you also your team that's full of a bunch of specialists. And if you don't have this them to bounce off each other, you yep. end up running into where you have Gallagher trying to play perfect hero ball every game. And he is playing as the number ten attacking midfielder. That is the one of, if not the most important position in the field because you're linking the midfield and the attack. And we always is that Enzo's job. Enzo is the eight, so okay. he's, he's the other eight. And again, I like when Enzo plays further up the pitch, but he can't because Gallagher's sitting there running everywhere. Gotcha. You know, doing this. Sorry, guys. Uh, is he John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> uh, into the Thursday slate here. Okay, credit to Liverpool, by the way. They they are much deserving of uh, to be the league leaders, even without Salah. And XG was only 3.66. Yeah, exactly. After watching the game back, I was surprised it wasn't higher. Exactly. I'm with you, man. Um, into Thursday, West Ham at home drawing Bournemouth. One to one, Matt. Let's first touch base on, on the unfortunate uh, Calvin Phillips. Yeah, right it, it was rough. Yeah, um, I ended up watching the other game because it was just the easier one to watch for me. Yeah, but it it was a rough game for the guy. But I it, I don't I don't like all the hate he's getting. I mean, you got the draw. You probably wouldn't have gotten the win anyway. Yeah. It's Bournemouth, and the guy is going to be great for you. He just hasn't really played competitive football in, like, a year. Guys, he has literally had no game time. Like for He's, he's not on the England squad either, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just you, you can't expect a guy to come right out the gate shooting for the stars like or shoot going, you know, shooting out the gate like that. So, you know, it sucks, and it's a costly error and a crucial, crucial mm-hmm. game for West Ham because we'll get into the next game they play and the table because I do want to cover the top six. Yeah. But, man, unfortunate. But guess who scores it? 
Not Robinhood, so, the stock lending, <laughs> the stock lending app. Not Robinhood. My man is the Archer Dominic Solanke. Uh, Oliver Queen. Yes. Dominic Solanke. And then we have uh, James Ward Prowse who hit a nice penalty uh, in regards to the foul on uh, who is it? I'm blanking his name. I don't know. But it was a good. Yeah. Watching the recap, waiting for you to come over. It was a good, solid game for both teams. If it wasn't for that that Phillips error and it ended up 1-1 on its own, yeah. I don't think there'd be any talking points from this game. For sure. I, and, and I hope that just like when they, the English the Young Lions missed those three shots against um, in the final of the Euro, I really yeah. hope that he doesn't get a lot of hate, man. He needs some confidence. Yeah, He's with you for the year and you need a body. Like, and, and he will get game time yeah. because you don't have Paqueta as well. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you'll be Kudus fine. Kudus is back, though, right? Kudus is back. Yeah, I, they'll be fine. I mean, they they're so they're such a good team at just absorbing pressure and then somehow getting yeah. on a counter with it. So and he'll and I I want Phillips to succeed, man. He yeah. was a star at Leeds in that amazing Leeds season, and then yep. he got paid really good money to go to City, and they, he just didn't mesh with the City culture. I think. Yep. And I agree. I hope he succeeds because just like um, Hannibal, he's one of those guys. Like I watch him, I'm just like, man, he's a really good guy, a really good player. Yeah, something's there. Um, but yeah, credit to both sides. Uh, Irola, I'm telling you, mo- most underrated manager in the league. We'll keep preaching that. Uh, Some people have been like putting him out there for the Liverpool job. <laughs> it's low odds. That's but just he's me. On the betting that, list. That's just me and my burner accounts. Don't worry. Okay, your burner accounts have made it to the Bellagio in Vegas. Good for you. <laughs> Uh, into the last game of the Thursday slate, probably one of the games of the week, games of the season. We have Wolverhampton Wanderers at home losing 4-3 to three to Manchester United. Matt, what were your thoughts on what you've seen? So the first goal from Rashford was um, they, Great they literally up. pulled the entire Wolves defense out of alignment and gave two men openings. Bruno went right into the goal line. I think he thought he was going to get the ball, but they passed it back to Rashford, who had a completely open shot because there was just a wall of bodies, and they opened up right for him with a perfect shot. He shot that shot straight in. If you're a team that struggles playing against the low block, that was that was perfect, man, because I almost forgot to mention that. Garnacho makes the off-ball run first, and then as the cross is getting played through, Bruno runs right by it, mm-hmm. lets it dummies it, and then it goes straight to Hoijlin. Then the two guys... Don't yep. know what to do because do I go after Bruno or to go after Rashford? And yep. then they're both open and you get it right to Rashford. Yep. Great slot in. Yeah. They just look confused and dazed because Bruno just had that speed right at the perfect time. Yeah, honestly, guys, uh, we saw a much healthier United side. We had Lissandro Martinez back in the lineup. Uh, Casemiro was back as well. I really think that first half for United was some of the best football we've seen from them all season. They looked like a proper then United Wolves team. Wolves gave them a fight. We jump into the second half, and man, um, I don't understand what it is, man, but Neto is just so good at what he does, and he was another threat um, for this side. What's your price tag of Neto right now? So the Arsenal Vision boys have been doing a football manager kind of thing mm-hmm. and trying to put a price tag on him. They value him at 60. I don't think Wolves will let him go for 70, for, for less than 70. Yeah, I think 70 is right around the price I, tag. I think 60 is a... Like you work on something when you're giving them somebody else, and yep. yeah, then that's it. But I think that if Chelsea or somebody like that were to come in with seventy to eighty, they'd be gone. They they take it in a heartbeat for sure. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the winner for United, Kobe Manu. Um, is he how old is he? I haven't. Seen I think him he's play. nineteen. Okay, and I haven't seen him play. He's played quite frequently with Casemiro being out, but dude, the guys. 
I've never, I haven't seen this from. Well, maybe I just haven't seen him explode like that. Yeah. The guy plays CDM and he's right outside the box. He nutmegs Max Kilman and then plays a beauty curler bottom right uh, of the goal. Um, special man and 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 i think max kilman probably had his worst games in a wolves jersey because he's been the captain for the side since he's pretty much joined like he's been really good for wolves today was just not one of his days so credit to united uh credit to wolves for making it a fight because it looked like when they went two nil down at half and then you you pretty much thought the game was well i stopped i stopped watching it two two yeah and then i came back to it a little bit later and it was like i think it was fourth yeah it was the score had just gone to four three and I was like, man, I had to go back and watch it because I was just like, what the heck happened here? So let's go ahead and jump into the table, guys. Again, credit to United. Uh, great performance. Yeah. Let me know where the... I know we got some great news coming at the relegation zone for me, but what's going on at the top? Yes, sir. So to start at the relegation zone, we have Sheffield still bottom of the league with 10 points, Burnley with 12 points, and in 18th spot, we have Everton with 18 points, and Luton still has 19 points with a game in hand, guys. Against the Cherries. So that is crazy that they still have a game in hand and are still right outside that relegation zone. So that's huge for Luton. I want to cover the top six, and maybe the top seven a little bit. Because it's getting exciting up at the top. Exactly. So we have Manchester United in seventh place with 35 points. Okay. We have West Ham with 36 points. That's just a sneak peek for the predictions later, guys. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, in fifth place, we have... Aston Villa with 43 points, and then we have Tottenham with also 43 points tied for that fourth spot, and they both have the same goal differential. So it's literally a tiebreaker right now. That's that's the difference. Uh, Arsenal with 46 points in third place, with a game in hand, Manchester City with 46 points uh, as well. And then at the top, we have Liverpool with 51 points. So very, very tight race. Uh, this is literally going to go down to the wire, guys. I'd say from the 10 spot to the 6 spot. And then obviously the top five is, is still up for grabs. So, uh, Matt, you want to go ahead and take a break? Let's do it. See you guys in a second. All right, guys, we are back. Reese, tell me what's going on with the transfers. I know some good ones have happened this week. Yes, sir. The deadline was today, and it has been now past the deadline of the January window. So we will be revisiting these rumors uh, in the summer. Uh, all the way back uh, a couple days ago, I didn't put the date down, of course. Uh, we have, I'm going to butcher this, Daiki Hashioka. To Luton Town, a Japanese fullback from Sint Truiden. I think that's in the Japanese league. I'm, you know, I'm no idea. Um, he was linked with Leeds and uh, another team as well. So congrats hmm. to Luton. Good steal for Luton. Yep, they definitely. Was it a sailor alone? Well, they it was to Luton, so he's oh. going to Luton. So it was a much needed uh, pickup for what them. What mean? Do they pick up him as a loan or do they purchase him? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You were right. It's a permanent for two million. Okay, My bad. My I just want to know if it was permanent or. Um... Gotcha. Alrighty, so we have uh, Facundo Palistri uh, traveling to Spain for completing a move from Man United to Granada, loan until the summer. You know, nothing too much on this one. He's a young product. Uh, Crystal Palace, I think this is big. Reach agreement with Blackburn Rovers to sign Adam Wharton. Deal for 19-year-old midfielder with $22 million including add-ons. So uh, I know Chelsea were linked with him. I knew Spurs were linked with him. So definitely a high prospect, good pickup for for. For Palace. No, and like we've said this, Palace have a good front line. They need a good midfield and a defense refresh. And yeah. if this is his first step in that in the January window, good for them. Yeah. And, and hopefully that'll make the appease the fans a bit. For sure. And you, we just have to see if this is going to be more of a long-term uh, assistance for the club or if he's going to try and come in right away. Because he is 19 years old, so we'll have to see. Um, 
Next one here, guys. We have Wolverhampton Wanderers have reached an agreement with PSG to sign Noha Lamina, Mario Lamina's brother. Hmm. Funny enough. Uh, 18-year-old France Youth International includes a buy option of $2 million, So he's actually just going on loan. So, But there is a buy option of $2 mil, So we'll okay. see. Uh, Aston Villa have finally reached agreement with Middlesbrough to sign Morgan Rogers, eight million plus seven million in add-ons and a twenty-five percent sell-on to Man City. So this was a former Man City product, and of course Man City gets the profit. So funny enough. Um, again, I think this is going to be a long-term deal, but he is actually a pretty good player. I saw him a little bit against Chelsea in the in the Carabao. So I think he's special. Um, we have. Man, these names. Maxime Estive to Burnley. Here we go. Uh, it's going to be $12 million plus $2 million in add-ons and a 15% sell-on cost from Montpellier. Uh, again, much-needed investment for Burnley to, uh, to keep them in the race to get out of relegation. It's just looking tough with the difference now. Yeah, it's getting... There's a pretty big gap between them and Everton. And like then six points. And Everton and Luton at this point. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, we have Aston Villa agree deal to sign Lino Sousa from Arsenal on a permanent move. Um, 2005 born fullback who is set to complete the medical soon. So uh, good prospect long term again for Villa. Sorry, Goons fans. Yeah. Uh, Nottingham Forest are closing in on deal to sign Portuguese talent Rodrigo Ribeiro as their new striker. Uh, loan deal with the buy option clause. Um Nottingham Forest just getting moves over the hump, man. With all these breaches, they're, they're not afraid of, of what's coming, it seems like. So, a uh, big move for them. Uh, one of the big news for us Americans, we have Gio Reyna joining up with his dog, Matt Turner, at Nottingham Forest. <laughs> uh, it is a loan deal with uh, BVB, so we'll have to see if, if there is any buy option or anything like that included. We both know Gio Reyna is a special player. He's just battled a bunch of in- injuries and drama off the yeah. pitch. So, I think it's a big signing for Forest. Uh, I hope it's a good chance for him to prove himself. Yeah. Every American can see it. For exa- um, exactly. I think his his level is that of a lower to mid Premier League team. For sure. But he needs the opportunity to get there. Right now his level, I would yeah. say, is well, that Well, he that. could go up, but right exactly. now, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. And uh, I, I think this is great news for Fulham. Armando Broja to Fulham. Uh, agreement reached on a loan deal for, for $4 million to Chelsea. Um Broha was not the player he used to be uh, pre-injury. He has definitely battled some, uh, you know, the comeback from it. But he is much better than Raul Jimenez and the options they have right now. And if they're not going to play Vinicius, Carlos Vinicius, Broja's your best option, and I think that's a great move for him. Uh, no, op- no option to buy or anything like that. It's just a straight loan. Yeah. Um, Saeed Bar- uh, Ben Ben Rama to Olympic Lyon from West Ham. It's going to be five million loan fee plus twelve million buy clause buy option clause in June. Um, yeah, just a, a talented winger leaving West Ham. I'm a little bit com- confused by it, honestly, because I feel like they needed a little bit of help in that area. But, but yeah. I, th- I think this financial fair play thing That's true. Um, right. has gotten teams a little spooked. Like, I knew Arsenal weren't going to do any business simply because we loaned um, Ray, Raya, 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 David Raya. Sorry, my brain. Sorry, guys. I'm usually in bed by now, um, but we wanted to give you a pod. So, um, but a lot of clubs, like I know Chelsea, didn't make a lot of moves because I know they're up on it too. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, and into the last rumor or not rumor, done deal. Sorry, there are no more rumors. Yeah. It's either done or it's not. <laughs> Pablo Fornals to Real Betis, uh, Real Betis from West Ham as well. Uh, Six million plus four in add-ons. Um, yeah, West Ham definitely feels like there's something going on there where they, needed, they may, may have needed to offload some players, it feels like. now They, it, they yeah. did spend all their Declan Rice money. Yeah. Um, 
And keep in mind, the 2020 season, which was disastrous for every team in the league but Manchester City and Liverpool in terms of revenue, it even hit Spurs hard, too, because they had no money coming in on the first year of that debt for the stadium Stadium, on it. Um, is about to drop off the book. So just like we see with the salary caps and the NBA, there's going to be some crazy moves coming because stuff's going to drop off here. Gotcha. The worst year these teams have ever had in terms of revenue, except for two of them, is about ready to drop. Well, maybe Manchester United wasn't affected either um, because they have so much revenue coming in from sponsorships. Um, the article I read was just about Liverpool and yep. City weathering the storm, but they didn't ever mention United as one of the teams that suffered or benefits, so maybe they had a neutral season. Gotcha. Uh, Matt, let's go ahead and jump into our predictions for this weekend. Week yes, this weekend, guys. Coming quick. We'll see you guys on Sunday. But <laughs> starting off with the weekend on Saturday, we have Spurs at Everton. Tough game uh, for Everton, uh, especially in the relegation fight right now. Um, last time they played, Spurs diced them up. Uh, I think Everton had a small comeback towards the end, but it wasn't enough. What do you think is going to happen? Bostokoglu, special masterclass. Madison's back. Madison Magic, 3-0 to Spurs. I'm thinking 2-1 to Spurs. Gotcha. I I, I'm thinking Everton might get a goal because Deitch is... He's that guy, man. Yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> That's a nice um, after that, we have Palace at Brighton. We were up alluding to earlier. Yes. Uh, huge game again for both sides because Palace is still very uh, tense right now with Hodgson and, and the direction of the club, and they barely squeaked away from Sheffield, who are bottom of the league. Um, and Brighton got embarrassed by Luton. Mm. So I think this is a big game. I think it's going to end in a draw. I think it's 1-1. One to one. Oh, I'm thinking 3-2 to two Palace. And a barn burner? And a barn burner. I like it, man. That's I think cool. they're going to learn something from the Luton game and anticipate that they're going to do the opposite of what they did. Yeah. And Brighton and Palace are going to surprise. I can see it. What's the next game for? All right, next up, we're still on Saturday, guys. It's Luton at Newcastle. My poor hatters, I'm not predicting a good game for this one. Yeah, anytime you head down to, to St. James Park. Well, up to St. James Park. Up to St. James Park. <laughs> yeah, you know the It's place. a northern most city. In you, know, the, you know England a lot better than Scotland. I do. <laughs> it, it basically, in, in England, it's the northern, northern big city you can go to. Gotcha. Uh, man, Newcastle showed levels of how good they can be uh, when, when they're on it. Um, and I think... In this circumstance, they're going to be on it again. Uh, unless Luton, you know, we've seen Luton play well against these bigger sides. Mm-hmm. There is a possibility. But it is a way of saying Jar- James. Yeah. That's um, the difference, I feel. And I think it's going to be a repeat of what we saw this weekend at Villa Park. It's going to be 3-1. 3-1. I'm going to go with the 2-1 win to the Magpies. So I think it's close, but I don't think they get the, no cigar, though. Dang, so you think that Luton does better away than I'm with you, man. I did at home? I think they're able to nab goals, mm-hmm. and I think that will help them in the relegation yeah, fight. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm doing 3-1. I don't think they're going to win the game. I hope it's your score and not mine. Cause, mm. like, we um, both want to see Hatter stay up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I, I actually ordered my Luton hat. It is finally coming. They ran out it. of them, so it finally shipped from San Diego. So I may have it in time to see Reese on Sunday with it, but we'll I may not. <laughs> All right, but let's go into the next game. We have Fulham at Burnley. Ah, I feel like if this is the one game Burnley to finally get some points and, and to maybe hope for for a comeback. 1-0, uh, that's what I'm thinking. 1-0 one one to the Burnleys. Fulham are just such a weird team. Um, I don't think Broja's going to play because it's just too soon. So I think I can see this ending in a very close contested game. And I think it's going to be 2-1 to Fulham, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, I think they somehow get away with this one. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Villa visiting Sheffield United. Let's make this one quick. Even though uh, last time Sheffield played Villa, played Villa, it was very close contested. 
I think Villa have learned from that mistake, and I think it's going to be 2-0. Mm, I got 1-0 to Villa. I got you. Yeah. All right, now we move into Sunday. Uh, West, yeah, sorry. West Ham at United <laughs> is our first game. Huge game. This is what I was trying to allude to you guys, man. Mm-hmm. Six and seven for the Europa League spot. I know it's not as entertaining as a Champions League spot, but this is this is what we appreciate football for. Matt, what do you go ahead and give your prediction? Well, so I think it is the the Europe League is getting more prestigious for the English clubs because we're seeing that they basically kind of just go yep. to the end of the line. Yeah, and you know. England's doing good in Europe, but but to my prediction for this one, this was tough, man. I had made this prediction before the Manchester United game, and I saw this kind of retooled United. I predicted three two to United, but I'm thinking it might shift it at the last minute to four two to United. So you think it's going to be a, a United win either way? Yeah, United win either way, but they showed me some stuff in this game. They did that amazing counterattack second goal with Hoyland. Hoyland, yeah, Hoyland, Hoyland. Um, they just they produced attack from all over the place. Counterattacks, amazing yeah. goals that stretch the, the opposition. Who's the home team? Um, it is West Ham at United. That's why I kind of pushed it. Man, I think that makes it even more fun to watch because you got David Moyes heading back to oh. to Old Trafford. Where he got his pants pulled down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, Moyes. It's not a sight for anybody to see. That just Sorry to hear that, David Moyes. <laughs> I respect you as a man, but... It was a good time for you there. Yeah. Uh, West Ham are such a good team at absorbing pressure. I think this is going to be very close, and I think it ends in a draw, and I think it's 2-2. Two to two. Okay. I hope it's your score than my score. All right, next up we got Chelsea at Wolves. This is, okay, so I forgot to mention this, but this is a much bigger game than a lot of people will realize uh, because... This is ninth versus 10th? I think so, and or they're within like two points of each other. So this is a huge game, and we have to see if this Chelsea team has perseverance to bounce back from a loss, uh, which they haven't had in a while. Um, I think it depends on which Chelsea team, the for, like which legitimately Chelsea team comes out, like the formation and who's playing, uh, because Wolves are such a tough team to play against, and they do not go without a fight. So it is 10th versus 11th. Chelsea's in 10th with 31 points, and Wolves are in 11th with 29 points. And and they're, both teams are like, what, like six points, five points off the sixth spot from West Ham? So it, guys, all these... West Ham's at 36, and yeah, so they're five points off. That's crazy. Chelsea but, is, and Wolves is seven. If you don't love the Premier League, I don't know what you're loving in life, man. Tell me. Tell me. Fans, tell me. Uh, sorry. People's families, yeah. their pets. <laughs> Wolves defeated Chelsea uh, earlier in the season. Uh, they need to win this game. Uh, both teams do. I do think it's going to be Wolves winning this one, unfortunately. It's going to hurt my heart, but I think it's going to be 1-0. I think it's one of those games where Chelsea dominate, but they don't score, and they make one mistake, and it's so a Wolves. Or Patriot State can't do it. Neto will have to and do Neto, it. Neto will have to do it. So 1-0. What's, what's your prediction? I'm predicting 2-2. Two, two. That's a fun game. I'm predicting a fun game. Both teams are kind of at the same level. It's going to um, be unpredictable because there's literally so many different ways that this this game could go. It just depends on which team shows up more. So, All right, so we're moving on to Bournemouth at Nottingham Forest. I think this is another fun game, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see a different Forest side. They're not going to be just chilling in a low block because I don't think they're as afraid of uh, Bournemouth as they are of Arsenal. Maybe they should be. They should be. <laughs> But only we know ball, Matt. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> well, we are disciples of the Cherry Prince after yeah. all. I guess you're right. True. Um, Solanke will score. I will tell you that right now. Irola will score somehow. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two 
barn burner game, and I think the Cherries pull away with it. I have three to one Cherries win it. Gotcha. I suspect it'll be a tight game, but I think Solanke or somebody will break away in the last couple minutes and get something. Yeah. I want to see Iwoni play a full 90 minutes. I know he hasn't been uh, playing a bunch lately, and this is finally his first game back against Arsenal, but I do want to see him back because he is a difference maker for this team. All right. So next up, speaking of Arsenal, we have Liverpool at the Emirates playing Arsenal. My bad. Do you think Gio Reyna plays uh, Sunday, or you think it's I Tuesday? think Gio Reyna will play. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. What he's been a- he's been active for B- B- Borussia Dortmund. Gotcha. Um, so it's not like he's coming off like poor Calvin Phillips with no yeah. game time. Gotcha. Sorry. He just wants more game time. He wants to be a starter, not a super sub. So I can see it. Yeah, and he's been playing at a top German outfit. Um, probably won't start but we'll come off the bench yeah, at least he'll since be, it's he'll first be game. in the squad he'll be Maybe, involved yep, yeah thank you sorry i think i needed to clarify what i meant okay. i don't think he'll start i think he will be a super sub for this game and starting the next weekend gotcha. um but back to liverpool arsenal i'm really nervous about this one because this is basically one of the big blocks that'll fall in the dial race liverpool at arsenal yep they drew and yeah. a 1-1 at the at um anfield so guys quick disclaimer this is no matter what the results of the game are. This is the big review we're doing on Sunday. Whether, yeah. whether Matthew likes it or not. <laughs> yes, whether Matthew likes it or not. Um, this is going to be close, I think. We'll be doing this right after the game. <laughs> so I might be very sad or might not let Reese talk. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Each time you guys have played, it's been fun. Uh, difference makers. Uh, I feel like. With no Salah, it has to be Diego Jota that has to step up for that Liverpool attack. I'm worried they're just going to target the crap out of Zinchenko because Ben White even got into him after this game. Um, I'm a little worried because we don't have our Tomiyasu back, which has been our talisman against Liverpool. (laughs) That's true. Um, I think in this one... I'm hoping 1-0 to the Arsenal. I'm betting, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on a draw of some kind. I just don't see Liverpool and Arsenal not scoring. That's the only yeah. thing. I think this is going to be a very fun game, one of the games of the season, and I think it's 3 to 2 to the Goons. I do think they I think they pull it out, man. I, I think they I make hope this you're right. I think they make this title race interesting, man. So Because that will cut it to 2 City or will probably win their game coming up because we'll get into them. Do you want to get into them right now? Yep, and predict- we do. Brentford at Man City. I'm predicting 3-0 City. So, again, we we see the patterns of play from Thomas Frank. They just lack a little bit of quality. Mm-hmm. They were able to get up a, a lead against Spurs, so you definitely see you, this isn't a team you shouldn't take for granted. Um, yeah, it's just De Bruyne, Rodri, Bernardo Silva, Erling Holland. Yeah, it's it's inevitable. Uh, I think it's going to be 2-1. I think it's close, okay. but I think it's 2-1. So, City win and then... If City win and Arsenal win, then it's a two-point contest and City have a game in hand. Yep. Which is scary for the league, but... <laughs> yeah. Which is scary for the league. Because yeah. I forget... Isn't that game against, like, relegation fodder? I don't remember, but, yeah. I or thought it was against Sheffield. That's that's scary, then. <laughs> we'll have to see, but... Uh, Matt, that was our predictions. Uh, right, there's no more games left? That was the... Nope, that was it. Gotcha. Uh, guys... Oh. Give us a follow at the 443pod, uh, road to 50 followers. We have no followers yet, but we really hope you guys uh, would give us a shot. In terms I don't have of- a Twitter account, so I can't follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, neither do I. Um, another special episode, Matt. We love football. We hope you guys do too. Matt, close this up. Live friend. long, watch some football, and see you guys in under 72 hours. <laughs>